Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. We're joined by Rebecca tonight. What's going on, Rebecca? Nothing much. Thank you guys for having me. Got a real Lara Croft vibe going on with the, the ponytail thing. Do you know who Lara Croft yeah. is? Yes, I do, actually. Okay, I was her for Halloween one time, so awesome. I guess I had the right Oh, legit. That's a legit <laughs> Halloween costume. I didn't want to date sure. myself for showing how old I am to pick some video game from like the 1990s, but I liked it. The back, no, the hat, the black top, the, the ponytail is real Lara Croft thing. Wait, can I tell a really, a really side story, like a really not related side story, but kind yeah. of related? Sure. I watched... Um, it was one of the Tomb Raider movies, like on a flight back from, I don't know where it must've been a CrossFit thing. Cause it's the only place I ever fly to anymore. And it was like old, like it's old. I'm old too. I played the video game and I remember like when the movies <laughs> came out and I was like, this was a jam. I'm going to watch this shit. It's like very problematic. <laughs> Problematic. Totally problematic. Like totally just and I get like whatever the whole vibe of the entire game or the entire character was like, you know, she was just like sexy and badass and whatever. But like the entire movie, I was like, really? Like this is how we're depicting this woman? Like this is really (laughs) like this is very like early 90s movies, and this shit would never fly now. Like if that ever was like when someone was reading that script or that screenplay, people would be like, yeah. Let's not do this. That was Angelina Jolie then, though, wasn't it? Yeah, and she crushed. Don't get me wrong. I was just, as I was watching it, I was like, wow, this, like, would never be made today. For good reason. They tried to remake it a couple of years ago, and it wasn't very good. I was about to say that. The actress was great, and, you know, just, I don't know. They've never quite figured it out. Like, it's a great character and concept. It's got, like, a lot of history, but they just can't quite get it right on film. I don't know why. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about today at all. Why not? Why not okay, movies? Why not? Actually, yeah. don't 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 do that because I don't actually watch a whole lot of movies or TV shows. Oh, that can't be Me true. Either. Me either. You're so no, creative. I just watch the How have you not watched a ton of TV and movies? Uh, I watched The Office, and I think that's where the reels get their vibes. <laughs> it's just the truth. It's just the truth. Well, I actually, Nikki, I'm not even sure I've ever told Nikki this, but uh, I started following you on Instagram. I don't know, it was a year or so ago. And bluntly, like, I get kind of tired of watching athletes, and I love all the athletes, so it's not a complaint, but like, kind of everybody does the same thing. They're all, oh, look at me lifting a thousand pounds on my rest day, and it just makes me feel bad about myself. And then I stumbled across you, and you're doing like really funny stuff. And it was like such a, a breath of fresh air for me of like, all right, finally, like, somebody's doing something, get behind, it's creative. And then, you know, I started like really following her. I was, oh shit, this girl can really compete. And then you had a killer year. So I was really excited for you because, uh, you know, I was, I was rooting for you for other reasons, not just because you are great in the gym, but because you're like really entertaining when I watch. And I just really love that. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's just, I just love doing it and that people, always ask me they're like how did you get into that I'm like I don't really know how I got like into it it's just I just started I've always done like some coaching videos and everything and I think my personality just started like coming about and then the reels just got like sillier and sillier and I just have a good time doing it and I I just gonna I'm just gonna keep doing them as long as I'm just having a good time with it so hell yeah that's awesome yeah I absolutely love it how was uh how's the reception been now that you're let's say your public profile has 
gotten bigger? People seem to like getting into the reels. Are they complaining? Like, what's the mood been? Uh, it's a very healthy balance of just like a, a growing, a growing following. But I can tell even it's like a large percentage of it is like the CrossFit community, which obviously it should it should be just that's where I live my life and everything. But then there's some other folks that maybe come on and like don't quite understand the CrossFit jokes, you know, us <laughs> crazy CrossFitters and our inside jokes and everything and how it's terrible, but we love it. And some people stick around and some people don't but uh it's been overall very positive which i think that means we're on the right track i just try to keep it as real as possible for people so it's been good that's awesome yeah i'd love to know rebecca like what in the world has your life been like for the last like month because i feel like the the arc of of i don't know the general reception of your like you and who you are and your social pages or whatever it it definitely goes through this huge explosion around the time of games after you've had a really successful season I mean you've got your OG fans like John right who've been following you for your content forever but once you're an athlete that like breaks onto the scene at the games it's kind of like the wild wild west out there so I would just love to know like what what's your life been like ever since that fateful week in August um Believe it or not, a whole lot different. It's just every now and then when we have drop-ins or new faces in the gym, they're like, oh, you're the crazy meme girl or you're the crazy reels girl. I'm like, that's me. That's me. (laughs) But now we're still, it's just the same old hustling in the gym, coaching, training. But now um, just like a little bit more recognition. And it feels good because that was something I wanted to work hard on for the longest time, just my kind of story coming up and I I kind of putting all of my eggs in the basket of CrossFit and wanting to be a, a strong competitor, but also like being patient, growing a brand, growing a name, because the story of this year, right, is kind of my big return to the games after the teenage years. And it's been it's been a long journey and a lot of hard work of just sticking through and grinding through not only training, but like growing my name, my brand. And now I'm really proud and happy to see that hard work paying off, even on like the social media side, because I've done a, a I've been trying to be consistent with it. And yeah, it's, it's, it's grown. And then once the games hit, it was just like, Phew. I love to hear that because that shit is a lot of work. Like people don't realize, like if you're really devoted to making content outside of just like the time it takes to think up stuff and be creative, like it's a huge time sink figuring out how to do the setups and the edits and the whatever. I get it. I fully get it. So I'm glad to see it's uh, well received, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of forced to be like what what it is. And I almost love it because I shoot those reels in like 10, 15 minute windows of just in between training or coaching. And it just an idea pops in my head. And I was like, Oh, I'll go shoot it really quick. And then editing comes later. And I think that's the best way to keep it so genuine and just just authentic too. It's just go do it really quick. Just kind of put the idea out there and then just roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. So is that kind of what your life is looking like these days? Like lots of training, lots of coaching. Is that your full-time gig? Are you, are you doing anything else right now? Oh yeah. I'm just getting back into the swing of it. Like structured training will start next week. I've been kind of like 
doing the whole rest week and then uh, having fun in some class workouts and doing some fun skill work that I want to do. But structured programming will kind of start back up next week. But yes, my life kind of rolls in rolls like 5 a.m. Get here 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. Get here. Don't leave until 738 at night. Mm. And then in between it's coach train maybe a video coach train coach train all the way through but i love it did uh coming back from the games was there any you know i often talk to people and they're like oh they feel like kind of let down after the games but i always wonder if it's different for people in their in their first year kind of in the big show how was it for you coming back you you made such an impact this year i gotta believe it was like a you know, it had to have been a super rush for you, but after it was over, do you feel the letdown or are you just more energized to go do more? Yeah. So when you come back and like, you got the hype of coming back too, it's so exciting to see everyone after all the craziness happens. I do feel like that little bit of like, you're kind of deflated after all the hype leaves and everything, but you try to go back and relive like those good moments and, use them as fuel for training and everything. I definitely do feel that. And I've said that more and more actually after like some competitions in the past, like there's been like successful competitions and I come back and I'm like, okay, what do you do now? And then reality is you kind of just use all those moments, those learning lessons and try to get right back to work but we know like our our CrossFit season is so long right and that that was the big thing that hit me this year is it was so much longer because the games were added like you get last the previous year you get done with semifinals and then you take a few weeks off and you're right back to it now that eight week stretch in between semifinals and the games is a, is a long time it feels long especially when you're you're stressing that much too <laughs> <laughs> Did, uh, you know, you had what would be arguably the most iconic moment of the games in your wildest dreams. Did you, could you like looking back on it, could you imagine that you're, you're probably going to be the face of the CrossFit games now for maybe forever. Sorry, my cat's blowing my screen up here. Have you met Bean? <laughs> Everyone's met Bean. Look at this jerk. Hi, Bean. I've seen pictures of Beans. Yeah. Bean has no chill when it comes to the podcast. Um, Anyway, you have like the most iconic photo I think has ever been taken at the games at the Capitol coming up the steps with all the crowd behind you. You know, so I guess it's kind of a two part question. Number one, what was that experience like for you? And then secondly, you know, could you have could you have dreamt that in a million years? Like even come up with that in your mind? Well, answer the first question. It's an interesting kind of bowl of emotions because it's like the classic story of like why CrossFit is is so unique of the last place finisher gets the loudest cheers but if you guys know me I'm like a serious competitor too and I'm like oh I don't want that that last place finish so it's like is it's bittersweet being in that moment I was like in and out of it at that point (laughs) in and out of it like when I turned around and saw everyone, I was like, what is going on? (laughs) Like what is happening? And it was, it's cool in the moment, but you're kind of just focused on, I got to keep pushing this, get through this. And my goal, my, one of my underlying goals at the games this year was try to soak in every single moment because they're all learning lessons and I'm going to give it everything I, I truly have. And it's so hard in a moment like that, 
like I know I gave it everything I had. There were other things playing into the situation that we were fighting through, but I know I gave it everything I had. And the, the coolest part of that is it kind of, I don't have to worry too much about did I push my hardest because I know I did. And then the community community kind of reaffirmed that. But if I ever dreamt of a moment, a crazy moment at the games that I was involved in, I would hope it would reflect why I fell in love with CrossFit, why we all fell in love with CrossFit and it's the community. And that I think that picture just embodies it. So I'm just thankful that I was a part of it, <laughs> but it's the community. And I still look at that picture with, they have it in the, in the gym right now. Um, and I'm like, I don't even like, that's so weird to see it and kind of like think back to it. But the most, the part I'm, I'm most thankful for is that it's not me. It's the community. And that if I was ever in it, like a special moment like that, I'd hope it would be why I fell in love with CrossFit and it truly is the community. Yeah. I love that so much. I truly think, um, I truly think that that is the most, the single most epic, the single most remarkable moment I've been involved in, in the CrossFit games. And I've been working on the media side for almost a decade now, but I gotta tell you, I have seriously wanted to ask you how it felt in that moment, because it is the most beautiful part of our community that we support each other. But sometimes when I am the last person and everyone's cheering for me, I am like, all y'all can fuck off. Oh, I, I tell everyone to me, shut up. Please yeah. just leave me alone. Please <laughs> oh just let me gosh. suffer in silence. And it, it's back and forth. Sometimes when I'm the last person, everyone's cheering for me. It's exactly what I need to get through the finish line. But I'm just saying as a human and you have good days and bad days and good, you know, supportive moments and moments, you just kind of want to be alone. I have really wanted to ask you when oh, you turned around, you saw everyone. Were you guys? Is- Oh my God. Can you guys just leave me here, please? <laughs> that, yeah, that moment was fine. It's more or less like the start of the Husafel carry and me trying to figure it out. And so many, and I can say this now, I think people know my heart behind the whole situation. I hope this doesn't come across in the wrong way, but I think we've all been in this moment where you got the crowd like lining the path and everything. And people are like, Throw it on your shoulder. Do this. Do that. And I'm like, I would if I could get it on my shoulder. It's going like this. I would love to put this thing on my shoulder. And there's so many moments where you're like thinking in your head, you're like, why don't you come help me put it on my shoulder? Yes. That's like me sitting on the couch, eating Cheetos, watching like a fancy CrossFit event. Being like, oh, these guys are so slow. (laughs) It's all out of it's all out of good heart but man in that moment you know emotions are high and you're just like be quiet (laughs) i'm trying Uh uh-huh uh-huh for sure imagine nikki you're like struggling for your life and some dude's mansplaining to you how to pick up the back (laughs) you know yes there were some moments Oh, it's the worst. But oh. I'm telling you, like, the reason yeah. I thought about it is because I totally do it on the other end, too, where I'm like, if I'm the last person, sometimes I'm like, this is the, this is exactly what I needed to, like, get myself through the finish line. But sometimes the extra cheering and the extra whatever, I'm just like, I could, I'm deceased in this spot right here. Like, please stop <laughs> telling me what to do. Hey, that was the craziest part about that moment is um, just 
seeing the stairs and the it was it was definitely one of the coolest event ever and seeing the stairs and seeing how far that bag had to go and i've been training with like 150 sandbags and everything the husafel bag was just different i had never i mean yeah luckily my best friend right after the game shipped me one and i have to go fill it up now so i can make friends with it but (laughs) he was like happy games happy happy first year at the games and but i knew like i would never i'd be out there all day if i needed to to be out there to finish the event i was never ever gonna give up but i was like are these people going to wait out here for this long for me to finish this event? Because it's going to take a hot minute just seeing how far that is. But I was never, I just, it was a very daunting moment. Like when I look back at it and I was like, Oh my gosh, I was like setting myself up for how many times I had to pick it up. I was like trying to make checkpoints to get to. It was scary. Mm -hmm. I knew I I, I would finish. I just didn't know how long it was going to take. Oh, yeah. And everyone rallied. Everyone was like, "You, but however long you want, girl, we here. No worries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I do have a funny reels. Now that like we can kind of joke about it, it's not like it's getting less touchy because I wasn't going to make a reels like of it after like right after anything. I had to let the emotions sink in. I do have a funny one coming for you guys with that moment. So okay, I'm so excited. I'm ready. I, I know you're not a rookie competitor. Like this isn't your first competition, but it is a different experience. Like when you're mm. out there and you're standing next to Tia Claire Toomey or, you know, whoever, um, you know, these people you've, you've looked up to for some time, how do you recoup after that moment? So like, you've just had this big iconic moment. It's also a stressful moment because you've, you know, didn't place where you wanted to. And now you got another event coming up. Like as a new competitor in that kind of big stakes game, how do you how do you recoup and like you know get back into your headspace? It going into something that's so different, like the games. One, you kind of go in. The reason I was like excited and nervous to go in there is like the games. Like you said, the games is so different, and it's a much longer test than something like semifinals. It's double it, right? So my I told myself if I ever got in like a crappy feeling uh, situation, like after an event, I was just going to tell myself, there's so many events, just get your head back on track. And there's so many events to keep running through and so many opportunities. Uh, there was one cool moment that I like, I'll always, I'll, I'll keep close to me as like I'm training. And it was when we were doing the shuttle to overhead and Tia was right next to me which is a moment you just have to take in and be like this is freaking awesome i'm running next to the champ it was also do y'all remember the shuttle to overhead event oh, heck with yeah. the 400 mm-hmm. 600 800 i was so proud of that because we worked really hard on my running but i was like don't pace off a tia don't pace off a tia don't even try don't <laughs> like it's all about a pacing event and i'm like uh-oh <laughs> don't pace off of this person <laughs> You're like, oh, she's only like the world's best CrossFitter literally ever of all time. And maybe I can keep up. I can definitely keep up. No, no, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Run yeah, your don't do gym. that. Don't do that. Yeah. That's, that's hard enough to do in like an everyday gym when you know there are people around. You're like, oh, that mm-hmm. person's better than me. I had this yesterday. I'm like working out with a guy and he's running faster than me. And I'm like, oh, I didn't want to run this hard. Now I got to run harder. Right. Even though exactly. I know I shouldn't. And now I'm trying to imagine what if, what if that were Tia Claire? Like. Cause you know, you also want to, I'm sure you'd want to impress her too. You know, like you want to get out there and, and be really head to head. Oh a little yeah. Bit. 
How do you yeah. rein it in? I wouldn't be able to rein it in. I don't know how anybody does. How do you, how do you rein yourself in for that? You know what? And this is one of, this is one of the proudest moments I've taken from the games. Just looking back at all of it, is I felt so comfortable on the floor, like so much to the point where it shocked me. Like being on the floor in the Coliseum for like the first day, we did like the gymnastics sprints, the uh, skill sprint. And then I remember taking the floor for the squat cleans and re- or bar dips that elevated Elizabeth. And I was mm-hmm. like, I feel so good. Like I'm ready to have some fun out here versus like in the past, I'd like have the shakies and couldn't, couldn't control my breath. Um, so, but that just comes from years and years of competing. And I've told that to some people before that it's just taken some time. It's, it's like reps in the gym. You get better at competing and being on, on that floor. It's scary because it's the biggest stage, but I felt as prepared as I possibly could be going into this year at the game. So that's just confidence. Just be as prepared as possible. And then you just got to roll with what you got. Mm, That's such solid advice across the board. I feel like even, I can even relate like myself on the media side of things. Like there's always a little bit of like, you know, um, butterflies in your stomach. Like the first time you get out there, the first time you see the little red light on the camera, but then like settling in and being like, almost taking a deep breath and being like, you said, I'm here to have some fun. Like I'm here to do my thing. I know what I'm doing. I've been here before. It's just like solid advice across the board, just, you know, preparing as much as possible. And then trusting that you are where you need to be. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. There's nothing you can do once you're out there. You just got to roll with what you got. Yeah. That's how I feel at the games, Nikki, when I'm trying to find the Tito tent for the first time, you know, and (laughs) you're like, like, I've been here before. I know where to go. (laughs) Yes. Sure. (laughs) Not going to start with the double. I'm going to just start the simple drink. It'll be fine. Holy. No, that's when you ease in. You're like, I am going to start with a double because I am a professional. I did not ease in this yes. year. No, <laughs> no you did not. I did not. Right. I'm, I'm just now recovering from the games. I'm like a games athlete. It takes a full month to get over, you know. It takes, it takes a full month of not doing the thing that you did there for a straight week. So have you like not been drinking Tito's have- for a straight month? I have not been drinking at all. I got home from the games. I'm like, I am done. I am so done with alcohol until you, you next August. Like so, you telling me you didn't train and you didn't prepare for the games? Oh no, no, no. he did. I, no, yeah, he did. Yeah. I was well prepared. <laughs> Believe me, I was well prepared. But it's time for a break, and I'm uh, I'm in a my own stage of training now for Wadapalooza. So I'm. Oh yeah, John. So you're all signed up for the gauntlet, huh? Oh, it's I. I don't, Rebecca. I don't know how you do this year round. Let me just. I've been doing this like a week, and I'm like, this <laughs> sucks. This is so bad. Like. I have a nutrition coach now and like, All re- right. like a real training program. And I'm like, I don't like this. This is, I don't know how you guys do it. Like it's a, like the dedication it takes. You gotta to- be, you gotta be psycho. I'm sorry. I, at yeah. this point I feel crazy. <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong. Like what I'm signing up for, it's just like a one hour event. It's not like a full week. Like, <laughs> Like a badass like, like you. Dying, have a coach, like have a full yeah. on training schedule for a one hour event in February. Well, come on. Like, you know how I'm wired, Nikki. Like, I'm nuts. Like, I, you, know. you are, you, you do go all in, and I'm yeah. proud of you for that. You're not a half asser. I'm an old guy. You're I don't want to go out there and asser. die. Who wants to go no. to Florida and just die in the heat? You know, 
Although I would admit, if I do, will you please get a reel of it, Rebecca? It would be awesome. It would be really great. I, I will definitely be there. I'm sad I didn't bump into you at the games. So, well, you guys yes, are a little at Waterpalooza. Busy. I, uh, I, don't, I try to stay away from athletes during the games, to be honest. Like, if I run into one, I'll, like, I ran into Danny and I chatted with her for a while. Um, so, if I run into somebody, I'll chat. But otherwise, like, every everyone that I've known that's ever competed they become different people during competition you all have a job to do you know yeah, yeah yeah and i don't mean that in a bad way i mean they should be different like they get in that mindset and i don't want to be the guy that like throws off somebody's mindset so i just leave them alone like that's mm. that's my rule well that that's that's much appreciated for me this year and not that i had like this is before kind of all the craziness happened. Like I had a good following after semifinals and leading up to the games and everything. And I kind of scheduled one vendor village walkthrough to go say hi to all my sponsors and everything. The response that I got from people was like a little bit crazy and overwhelming a little bit, but uh, that is much appreciated from what you said when it, when it comes to like, we are like in a high stress situation and we want to be like a, as friendly as possible and everything. Uh, but it can, it can get a little bit overwhelming when you're already like your stress level is like well, way up here, but it was really fun. I saw you walk through my strategy was just, my strategy was to schedule it. Well, you were getting stopped like every three feet and someone said to me, Oh, you, there's Rebecca. You should go say hi to her. I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> Like you're, you're just <laughs> I was and I and was eating a sandwich. I took a pic. Someone has a picture with like a sandwich in my mouth. Like I don't know who has it, but so that's a unique authentic. One. I love that. Oh, that's, happened, <laughs> that's happened to me so many times. They're like sitting there eating a uh, a bowl of whatever, you know, a bowl of chicken and rice, and so like, hey, can I get a photo? And you're sitting there holding chicken and rice and you're get like, your arm out from it. You don't even know. <laughs> like, sure, why not? This chicken's great. This is awesome. <laughs> just That's advertise it next time the rule of games though is like if you ever need to go somewhere like walk somewhere or walk through vendor village or whatever you got to schedule yourself like an extra 20 minutes because the stopping mm-hmm. and you just know it after a while you're like if john and i are walking somewhere together it's gonna take us half an hour to get anywhere because inevitably people want to stop and say hey and chat about the podcast or take a picture or something mm-hmm. and it's just like you can't avoid it yeah, but it's so great in meeting so many people that are just big supporters. It's it like it really does mean a lot because I mean, we wouldn't have all this craziness of the CrossFit world if it wasn't for just the community being so awesome. So I, I definitely made sure I was like I'm going to schedule this time to this time, but I honestly wasn't expecting like that much for people to approach me that much and then there was a point where we we're like our time was running a little bit short and my coach was like, okay, you got to kind of like stand behind me and we got to like wiggle our way out of here. But it, it was definitely a good part of the experience and getting to say hi to some people was special. Was there any moment of meeting someone that you were like, Oh, this is what it's going to be now. Like, you know, or, or even just like a special moment of meeting someone. Um, I ran into just a few people that have like, been so active on like my Instagram account and been big supporters or vice versa that I've followed that were really, really cool. But yeah, it it was, it kind of hit me in a moment where I was like trying to like talk details with like one of my sponsors and say what's up to them. And then there was like a line behind me and I go, Oh, me, you guys waiting for something. And then, yeah, it was really sweet. But, um, 
it, it's a, a special part of the journey too, for sure. Well, I suspect you're going to have a lot of people over the coming years tell you how inspirational you've been to them. I think that was part of your journey this year. I thought that was really cool watching is that you were inspiring a lot of people. I know at the moment you were probably like, this sucks. But but now in hindsight, there are people going back watching that going, holy crap, like, look how hard that was. And she never stopped. And, you know, you're going to have people coming to you. It's going to be a special moment for you for years to come, especially when you're back next year. No doubt. Oh, for sure. For sure. But I think the most special part of it for me personally, and people are still asking, like, what am I taking from it? It's still a little confusing, but I think it'll make more sense to me when I look back at that moment in future CrossFit Games years, because I'm going to be like, that's where it started. And look how much stronger we are now. Mm. So I think that's when it's really going to hit me. What what about the experience was cool outside of just like stepping out onto the competition floor? Like what about that week in Madison do you take away as like that was, I don't know, just like cool or different or like you guys get so much swag. Did you feel like a rock star? Like what what are some of the little like things that you guys go through as athletes that will kind of stick out in your mind as being really special or unique about that week that aren't related to being out on the competition floor? Yeah, I, I have a couple things and this is this is a funny one. And it kind of goes back to John, why you're training for Wadapalooza. Are you ready? The part of the experience is like you feel like complete trash by the back half of it. And I was like, I'm so ready to feel like complete trash. And you get your watching the games, right? And everybody does this, including like me, if I'm not competing and watching semifinals or the games in the previous years, I'm like, why aren't they picking it up sooner? Why aren't they doing it? And then you're just like yelling at the TV and then you're living that moment and you're like, Oh my gosh, now it all makes sense. Like how hard it is when you get to the back half of the events, because it's not just the events. It's like what your body feels like. And I was so ready to learn what that felt like. And so that's a cool experience. But in the other really cool thing is I think we've all been in it. If we've been to a bigger CrossFit event, there's nothing like the CrossFit community. When everybody who's wearing their CrossFit shoes, their nobles, their nanos, and you look at everyone's feet and everybody looks like they're dressed in gear, you're like, I feel like I know you just because we do CrossFit, right? That's what it kind of feels like. I know you. I play that game in the airport whenever I'm traveling. I always play that, like, look at your sneakers, look at your backpack game. And, like, you see someone else in Mm -hmm. Nobles or Nanos, you just kind of, like, give them a look. You're like, like, hey, I I know. I know know what's up. Mm -hmm. I do that everywhere. I I did that. I think I was at Home Depot, and I saw someone wearing Metcons, and I was like, maybe. I was like, I don't know. if Do you do Kronkman? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Metcon's right on the line because you can get those at like DSW or just like any yeah. show. So yeah. you never quite That's what I was wondering. This works out, but if it's Nanos or Nobles, you can virtually guarantee it. And if it's one of the new swanky ones like the Rads or or whatever, you know, TYR mm-hmm. or uh, Innovate, mm-hmm. like one of those. And like if it's Innovate, you know they CrossFit. Like you just oh, for play, sure. You know? mm-hmm. How about, how about my when, first I, when I was getting dropped off at the airport? 
and the people in front of me were wearing your sun's out, guns out, make was great again tank tops. <laughs> like three of them got out of a Jeep in these like bright tie-dyed tank tops with this big pineapple on them. And I was right. like, are you serious right now? Is I this happening? <laughs> I've never seen them. I've never seen that happen before. It's like the most disappointing part of my life. I never, uh, it never happens to me. No, I never, I, yeah. I, I mean, I've never seen our own. Did you document it, Nikki? Did you no, like? No, I was like, I had like a baby phone? in my arms. It was kind of a nightmare, but I like texted John immediately and I was like, you'll never believe this. There were three people wearing their tank top in front of me. I, I did have a weird moment um, a week or so ago. I just dropped my daughter off at college. I have a kid that's 19. Oh my God, two, I need to know everything so. about how that's going. Oh, it's crazy. But there's a 20 year old and an 18 year old. We're in, you know, about to be 21 and 19 and the younger one calls me from college. She's like, Hey dad, I was walking through wherever she's like, and I found the functional fitness team. Like they have yeah. a university of Cincinnati has a functional fitness group. They can't call it CrossFit cause it's part of the college, you know? And so she goes in and one of the girls comes up to her and goes, Hey, I'm so-and-so who are you? She's like, Hey, I'm Meg. And she goes, do you CrossFit? And my daughter goes, no, I don't. But my dad does. She's like, maybe you've heard of him. And she's like, dad, she's like, I thought this girl was going to lose her mind. She like started fangirling. I thought she was going to cry. Like, I didn't know what to do. She's like, is it like this when you go places? I'm like, yeah, sometimes it's very weird. (laughs) It's very, very weird. I'm no, like, it's I, not like that for funny. me ever. No one's ever like, oh my God, you're that girl from the games. He's serious. That decision does not happen to me. <laughs> well, that's probably because they see you though. Like your face is on everything. Like my face is on very few things, you know? So it's like, I'm, I don't know. It's just weird. It's like a weird thing. It I was, love that. It was just so funny to me. So I'm like, look, I told you I was cool. I don't know what to tell you. Like, she's that like, is so cool. Yeah. But she doesn't think so. She still doesn't think so. Not even That's awesome. Is she going to do it? Is she going to join the functional fitness team there? No, I told her. I'm like, look, you should. She's like, no, I don't want to do know. it. I'm like, you know how many young boys they're going to be there with their shirts off? You should totally Seriously. do this. And she's like, no, I don't want to do it. I'm like, All okay. Right. <laughs> like, whatever. What? Well, how is, is it feel? Young school that has that? What's no, that? I think a whole I've bunch of heard, schools are starting to, they're starting to expand, right? So they like, you know, colleges have their Olympic weightlifting teams and clubs, club teams. And I yeah. think, I think it's becoming a lot more common nowadays. Yeah. You're like, dang, like right after I graduated out of I that know. whole age range. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's becoming more popular these yeah. days. Very cool. John, what does it feel like to you having a having a daughter in college. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Mm, I figured no. you wouldn't. <laughs> I don't like writing the check. Uh, well, there's that. Sure. No, I love it. I, you know, they're, I've got two wonderful young women and they're doing great and they got to grow up sometime, you know? No, and no, they don't. They do. No, they gotta go live no. Their- oh, okay. Well, here, here's the better story. So you guys are on different ends of the spectrum. I know completely wildly different so check this out so uh, a couple of nights ago i get a facetime and she never facetimes me rebecca ever like we talk a lot so that's and, scary yeah so when she's facetime i'm like oh shit she's in jail you know so she facetimes me and she's walking around downtown cincinnati so i know she's fine i'm like hey what's going on baby girl she's like i've got some news i'm like well you haven't been there long enough to be engaged so what the hell's going on she's like i got a tattoo <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, the other one. It's not the engaged, it's the other one. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. <laughs> They're well, getting the tattoo. 
We're a full weekend of school and you already have a tattoo. Congratulations. Oh my great. God. My heart just stopped. Yeah. It's a bad. I can't. It's a, very guys. Cute, it's a very cute tattoo though. It's very cute. Okay, good. Oh my God. Like my stomach just like fell down into my butt. No, I can't. Cute. I can't do you it. Don't, I don't know how, you don't, how you. Yeah, it's cute. You, you don't want it to be the, oh my God, I got a tattoo and now I don't like it or it came out <laughs> terrible. So at least it's cute. Well, <laughs> at least like, it's you. you know, you, you most people know the kids pretty well. I know mine pretty well. So I knew she was going to it wasn't going to be a big deal. And it was just like this little quote from a book and it's on the inside of her arm and it's you know very cute. I, I knew What's she wasn't gonna, she wasn't going to come in with like some big butterfly on her lower back or some weird. Not that there's anything <laughs> yeah. wrong with that. No offense to those of you from the 90s <laughs> that have those. Wait, you know, I have that, right? Do you? Yes. I, I love do. it so much. Think? Of course I do. I'm an elder millennial. I have yes. a tramp stamp with wings and I wear that shit proudly. Oh, I love it so much. You should always. I you do. It. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Still love that tattoo. Would still get it today. I am proud of where I came from. There you go. Um, you should, you should that get is, that is across like, your belly. It would be awesome. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> there, I, there will be a point where I get a tattoo just because I have that that type of personality but i'm always scared i'm like i wanted to mean something so when mm-hmm. i look back at it years to come it i'm still proud of it so that's good to hear nikki that you mm. still own that tattoo that's my biggest yeah, you, fear i think you gotta you gotta first of all if you're afraid that you won't like it forever then i'm glad you haven't done it yet because that is that's like sort of the crux of it if you're like oh, i don't know if there's anything i really like yet that i won't want forever then like you're in the right mindset yeah yeah <laughs> But the way I look Mm -hmm. at it is like everyone always the argument against tattoos was always like, well, what is it going to look like when you're like 90 and it's saggy and whatever? And I'm like, it's going to look like shit. Just like the rest of me is going to look like shit. The thing (laughs) is, when I look like when I look at that small black blob of shit on my skin when I'm 90 and wrinkly and whatever, I am only going to be reminded of that period of time in my life where it didn't look like shit and I loved everything about it and its meaning. So that's like my mindset is like, I'm, I don't really care that it's going to look gross later because it will only remind me of all the happiness that it brought me. You'd be like, that, there you go. that black grossness it. is how I attracted Matt. That's what you're going to Hell yeah. I wore my thong way <laughs> up high above my, my low rise jeans. Oh my god! <laughs> like a whale tail coming out of the ocean. It's the best. How it this was, is why man. we do this podcast in the evening. I'm starting to this figure is, out why we do this podcast in the evening. Why. Usually we're <laughs> drinking, but at this point in time, uh, John is refraining. I but know. I was going to say something profound about. Were you? Oh, that was it. I was just going to say, like, I'm. I need to get on your level, John. I mean, I know I have some time. I'm, my kid is not in college, but like, just watching you like very gracefully enter this period where you have like two very adult daughters and they're like making their own decisions and you've like set them up so well to be independent thinkers. And it's like, it's so nice to hear and watch because I'm like having trouble with the concept of my kid, like turning like 18 months old. (laughs) Like I'm like having trouble. Like for, here's a great example. He got his first haircut a couple weeks ago. I wept (laughs) for hours and it was like the weirdest emotional response. I didn't expect that. I was like, what the actual fuck is wrong with me? Like, I don't understand what's going on. But in the universal law of haircuts, he ended up looking like way older 
And I was just like, I'm not ready. I can't. Like, he doesn't look like a baby anymore. He looks like a toddler because he is one. And I just am like on every emotional level, not ready for that. Not ready to not have like an infant, you know? If you if you need an easy way to think of it, you know, and Rebecca's older than this. How old are you, Rebecca? I didn't even ask. 22. I'm 22. So old. Um, (laughs) I have a belt on right now that's older than 22. Um, Anyway, (laughs) true story, by the way. But, uh, you know, I watch I watch all these athletes that come up to the team divisions. And I know it. Yeah. Young, you know, the younger athletes like Rebecca and you guys are so hardworking. Mm. I have yet to to meet anyone out of that team division. I'm sure there's someone somebody can prove me wrong on this, but I've yet to meet one that I didn't think, man, that's a great young person. Yeah. Right. Like for sure. And and so my point to that is like, like, I can tell you some stories. Well, maybe. Maybe, yeah. but I guess my, you know, my point is, is like, I, I have a lot of hope for the next generation because I watch all these hardworking young people come up that seem like they're great people and they, you know, they have good teamwork and, and, uh, and way better conversationalists than, you know, than a lot of young people I meet, you know, like they're not all just stuck on text because they're in the community. Rebecca was saying this earlier. It's about the community. You guys are all in it, you know? And so I don't know, Nikki, I wouldn't stress about it. Your kid's going to be part of this community. He's probably going to grow up to, you know, have a lot of the same traits. Not to mention his mom talks mm. a lot. So mm. pretty I know, sure. But you're mis- <laughs> but missing the point. The point is I don't want him to grow. I just want him to be a baby. Uh, <laughs> just carry him around forever. Well, Rebecca, you've had this experience moving from the teens into, you know, I hate to call it the adult divisions, but there's a there's a pretty significant gap between the teen division mm. and the elite divisions, particularly in performance. But but I would also argue, like, we don't have a lot of teen athletes on because they're hard to talk to. Uh, <laughs> That's true. They are. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Is it the name of the podcast that Mike is <laughs> for teenagers? Because um, well, they can't drink. Yeah, maybe. No, it's just like, you know, you ask most young people, you know, when they're, you know, that kind of 17 and below age, you ask them a question, you get a yes or no answer. Like they just don't know how to talk to adults, you know. Uh, it's they just, don't know how to talk to one another either. It's not, it's not just like, it's not like they're like, oh, these kids don't know how to, like they literally grew up in a generation where they're more comfortable texting one another than talking face to face. I see it with my nieces. My nieces are teenagers, young teenagers, and just, they just grew up like that it's much more difficult to bond and form interpersonal relationships and communications because there's not used to it well my my point to all this is like what's i've always found impressive about you rebecca and i just i'd be curious on your insight how you kind of got this way is like you're obviously super outgoing with your social presence and you're now competing against you know, people you've been watching for years, but you're also coaching adults. Like you're out mm-hmm. running classes and teaching people. Like I was watching a video of you teaching someone muscle up progressions and they were much older than you. And I, and I thought to myself, that's really cool. You know, here's someone in their early twenties teaching someone close to my age, if not older, how to do muscle ups. Like where did you find it? Did it take you a while to learn that? Is it something that's just always been in you? Like give me some, some insight. So so I'm I'm weird because I think my brain is really old. I try to stay young at heart with like my videos and everything, but you'll see me kind of go back and forth between I've said this before and a lot of people learned a lot about me this year just be me saying they don't believe like I'm an introvert. Like 
if you put me in a setting that's like not the CrossFit gym, like not where I'm super comfortable, I can I get really really quiet and like I'm I'm good with conversation, but I'll kind of just be like the little quiet person there. When I'm in the gym and have my comfortable setting, I'm I'm a little bit more talkative, loud and outgoing. Um, but when I fell in love with CrossFit and started coaching, I actually just you guys haven't seen it because I posted a reels right before I got on here about how I used to be so shy. And when I started like coaching, I'd get nervous on the board talks and everything and be shaky. And I was like, I want to get better at this. So even like my coaching has progressed over the years, but I've always been, I always, people always make the comment. It seems like you have an old soul. And I think I really do. I've always done a good job of talking to adults or even like even relating. I think, I think it's more or less athletics and growing up and having to work. Mm hmm. Oh, we lost you. Yeah, I lost your audio. Whoops. But I honestly like I'm I'm not surprised that that's what where you were going with that, Rebecca, because that's kind of where my head was at, too, is like, John, you were saying this like the, these kids. Right. For lack of a better term, they have such a level of dedication to the training, to the sport, to getting good, whatever it is. And that just demands a level of maturity that typically I feel like translates well to communication and relationship building like that, where if you're, if you've got a young person who maybe doesn't have something like that as the backbone for all the things they need to build off of it, right? Like they're dedicated to training. They understand that that is the backbone of, you know, if you do X, Y happens, cause and effect, they have that that really solid foundation to be able to branch off of in terms of all the other things they need to do to excel in life, like communicate, like build relationships, like whatever. It makes sense to me. Yeah. Well, I think athletics in general does helps certainly helps young people. I mean, I always had my kids in athletics and I'm sure Hunter's going to be playing plenty of sports here in no time flat. So, you know, that always helps. I'm going to enroll him in gymnastics the second he can walk. (laughs) Good. I'm serious. I'm not kidding. Like the moment, the moment he's on two feet. Cause I, I, first of all, find me a CrossFitter who's like legit, who doesn't have a background in gymnastics. Rebecca was level 10. Is that right? I remember that right. I don't know if we have audio back, but you can just nod at me if I'm right. I think I'm right. Yeah, he's right. He's right. Yes, I was right. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. So like find me a CrossFitter who doesn't have, and he doesn't have to CrossFit. I don't give a shit. If he does the same things that I do, but But I am yet to find like a training foundation that offers a better level of body, spatial and situational awareness (laughs) that you can use to play any sport later on or do anything in life later on. That's kind of where my head's at. Well, I'm just always impressed with these young CrossFit athletes that seem to come up so quickly. I mean, you've got, you know, obviously Rebecca is done that and then you've got Haley and Mal who are both you know probably the most notable um Dolan Pepper you know another great example Sprague now is coming up like you know and like Angelo DeChico who sort of like paved the way for those kids who's now over at Mayhem and oh there's so many Kayla Stefano competed at uh the Granite Games I remember her when she was a teen competitor like there's so many but you are right John in that that um that transition is really difficult. And it's not like 
it's not like the teen division is just this like solid feeder program. It's not like the minor right. leagues where like everyone's just like moving on up the day that they turn 18. Like it is really tough to break into the the big dogs there. Do, you, do we have audio back for you, Rebecca? Can you guys hear me? Yay, yes. there you there are. are. Awesome. That was, that was what I was curious about though. Like, you know, you think about these um, – you know, teen athletes. And so Rebecca, you were out there from remembering, right. Competing with Haley and, you know, some, you know, obviously others that we've heard of, what is that transition like when you go from competing against people, your own age, which every time I've personally experienced and seen it, it's real clicky and, and you guys have fun and you're chatting and you have a lot of common interests. And all of a sudden you're out there with, you know, Danny Spiegel and, and, you know, Laura Horvath and, you know, the top names in the sport who you maybe don't have as much in common with other than you're all really fit. Like, yeah. Yeah. Is that hard to get out there and lose those friendships or does it just drive you more? It's weird because you're next to so many people that kind of understand that when we're off the field, it's okay. And we're like, friends and can chat about anything from CrossFit to not CrossFit. But when it's time to go to the back and go to warm up and get ready for an event, it's all, it's borderline war back there. (laughs) Like everybody's fighting for a spot. And, um, but I think it works out really well because the app, we're all have that same mindset of like, we're on the clock, we're off the clock. If that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But in in my situation, like in my rookie year, these are all like the big names you look up to and everything. And it's just weird when you go stand next to them and you're like, hey, I feel like I know you, but I don't know you. And it's, it's <laughs> really it's really cool. It's cool. That's awesome. Then you pass one of them in a workout. You're like, oh, sorry, T. Like you feel like you have to apologize. Sorry, I'm beating I'm you. But yeah, it, I'm it's it's doing this. it's and that's another cool thing from this year. It's just it was we might've had some events where my strength lacked and we all know that that's my big hole in my game is just waiting for my strength and my numbers to keep going up. But it felt good on other events to know that, Hey, I can hang right there with these girls Mm -hmm. and I can put on a good race too. So excellent. Absolutely. So, so what's the protocol to fix the strength thing? Just squat after squat after squat. So this is going to be squat Mm. 2023 squatting year. Right behind my computer right now is my coach's, and I haven't even looked over. He's like got his notes all laid out over the desk and everything, and the whiteboard behind me has some of the plan and everything. But bottom line right now is we were on the right track this year. I got to get, I got to put on some weight. Mm. We're still working on that. I'm actually going to start working with maybe not a nutrition coach, but like meal plans. And we got some folks around here that could help me with some, some guidance, but I'm naturally petite. I got to get to at least I'm 125 this year. I got to at least break the one thirties for that's really what I want to do. And I know if I can creep up a little bit on that realm, one of my biggest strengths is like my strength endurance, like moving, Mm -hmm high percentages but not maxes and i know if those numbers go up my percentages go up and then it's like that's where i want to be so yes out the beginning and for most of the year old school traditional strength lots of squats lots of pulling lots of eating and the big thing for me is recovery too my mm. coach keeps trying to tell me i'm a busy bee all the time he's like if you don't sleep your muscles won't grow and i'm like okay i'll go sleep Mm, that's a very good point. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I, uh, um, yeah, it's I hear true. good things about crumble cookies to put on weight. Mm-hmm. You're, you're I've heard that outdoors. too. <laughs> yes, it is entirely true. Ass does move mass. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. Yeah. Well, if you need any guidance on how to put on weight, uh, I can absolutely <laughs> help with that. In fact, that's an interesting business model I should consider because a lot of people are going to these, you know, nutrition coaches that you know their specialty is maybe like leaning out or maybe like you know building muscle or whatever my specialty absolutely would just be getting flabby i can help you get flabby in how (laughs) long you want you want two weeks three weeks i got a plan for you it involves cheetos donuts lots of donuts well one of my goal that i wrote on the board on our goal board here at the gym is body weight of 135 but in parentheses it says without eating all the donuts mm. yeah maybe there fair. should be one or two worked in there i don't know i think there should Just be, I think, it there out should there. be. <laughs> I think there should be i think definitely like putting on lean muscle is is a challenge you've got your work cut out for you because there's definitely a balance and doing what you need to do to fuel your body and grow your muscles so that they are bigger and heavier, but not so that you Mm -hmm. are bigger and heavier. There is a difference. Yeah. I've talked about it. I've talked about it a little bit in my case, like my gymnastics and having a gymnastics background, it's having the gymnastics background and being a small a naturally smaller athlete. I think I have some of that, not, not necessarily to give because that's what so many people are concerned about. They're like, don't put on weight. Your gymnastics is going to suffer. Your engine Mm -hmm. is going to suffer. But in my case, if I do it correctly and I do put on like the five to eight pounds that I do want to put on, I really do believe that it's just going to make all of that stronger because it, like you said, if you do that in the right way, it, all that's going to go up too. Totally. But if you want to do it in the wrong way, you just call me. I got you, girl. (laughs) I got got you there too. (laughs) When we were walking around the games, we were walking around Vendor Village and one of those health food places had these little Rice Krispie treats. And they're like, I'm like, what are these? And they're like, oh, they're just like Rice Krispie treats. And I taste one. I'm like, listen, buddy, this is not just like I'm a professional when it comes to eating like shit. And this is not a Rice Krispie treat. This is some healthy gluten-free oh no, like, give me no. all the gluten yes Love okay gluten. yeah give i'm with butter, you so the marshmallows and the sugar you know that's that's like the the classic like when you you're healthy and take care of yourself and you look like like you have muscle and that you work out and everything everybody's like you don't eat chocolate do you i'm like what are you even talking about and then i'm also that person that like if i'm gonna eat dessert don't give me the healthy dessert i'm going no way Fully All agree. In. Fully agree. Oh, can I plug a, a my new favorite cookies? They're not crumble cookies. Sure. Riff. I love I love cookies. That heavy breathing is not me because we're talking about cookies. It's right. Riff because he gets too close to my microphone. No, we just started working with a new client and um they ship like frozen cookie dough to your house. Yeah, I know. I know. I had the same look on my face, which was like, really? Like, is that going to be better than whatever? You know, wicked good. Like, I have not legit have not had a better chocolate chip cookie in a really long time. The company is called Home Dough. Legit. Oh, I've seen someone post have about you? that. Because I've the never pictures heard about them before. Drool yeah, a little and bit. I'm like mm-hmm. very picky about my desserts. Well, I mean, I'm not in that I'll eat them no matter what they are if they're in front of me. But if I'm going to plug <laughs> them, I'm very picky about my recommendations. Those chocolate chip cookies, those home dough chocolate chip cookies came out of the oven the other night and Matt sprinkled flaky sea salt on them. 
Holy crap. Wow. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. Is is food mm-hmm. a struggle for you, Rebecca? Or does do you care at all? Yeah. I'm I used to be really picky. I'm definitely better, way better since I've uh gotten really serious about my CrossFit career. But I'm just naturally I don't eat that much. And I maybe that comes from just being small, but a little bit through my gymnastics career and everything. I just didn't eat a whole lot. And I'm just, it's literally, I'm trying to treat it like a skill. Like if you told me I couldn't do a skill in the gym, I'd be practicing it over and over and over and get better at that. Eating is like that for me. And for me, I'm actually planning on like doing more scheduling in eating more meals throughout the day. It's a little bit hard with like my schedule and everything, but no excuses. Even if I'm like shoving food in my face before I go walk out in the gym, I'm going to start doing that. But yeah, it's definitely, I find I've told, I've joked about it to so many people, but it's actually not a joke. I'm like eating is so much harder than training. Dude, that is a, a brilliant statement. I've never heard it worded that way, but eating is a skill, no different than mm-hmm. learning gymnastics. I never think of it that way. It's probably why I can't get my nutrition in check. Mm. Damn, that's a really very cool concept. That's how I have to think about it, at least in my brain, because it's it's just a challenge. It is. So I got to, it's like a weakness. I'll get better at it. I've, mm-hmm. I've said it over and over, man. Games athletes are just wired different. You guys just think mm. different than us mere mortals. I don't, I don't understand it, but so what's, what's next for you? Put on weight, uh, get back into squats. What else do you have coming up? Um, so we'll, like I said, we'll kind of pick up structured training next week. And then I think we're shooting to get out to Miami. So we'll have to be doing the qualifier soon, which is kind of exciting because you, I always like to compete, but you know, the online qualifiers are always something else. So we'll hit that. I'll have a few folks hitting that in the gym with me and then we'll kind of see where it goes from there. I just want to make sure my mind and my body are good going into next season because coming off of this season, it was bigger than I could have ever expected. And part of me was scared after the games, like what would I feel like? Would I be scared going into next year or would I be like, I, I'd hate to even have this thought in my brain, but everybody goes through it. Like what if I bomb this year at the games and I have to deal with that and I do not consider this rookie year at all like that. So I'm more, I'm more excited about how healthy my mindset is going into next year. Um, and I just want to make sure my body in my mind stay on that good track so fair mm-hmm. well i think you're thinking of it the right way rebecca for sure i mean i you know i i don't you didn't shock me by making it and i'm sure there were plenty of others you weren't but you were a new name on the to a lot of people and you won't be next year there's a lot of people that are going to be watching you come up and it sounds yeah. like you've got, a great, you've got a great plan and great head on your shoulders ready to get at it again Thank you. so heck yeah very excited very excited Definitely excited to see you get back to the games. Are you going to do, so besides Wada, Waza, are you going to do anything else? You're going to do Rogue or, you know, thinking about any other comps? No, um, I didn't. So we had actually talked about that with, I had talked about that with my coach because Rogue seems so epic to go to, right? Yeah, Rogue's cool. Uh, just the timing of it. He was like, it's probably best not to do that one this year, just so we make sure your mind is recovered and everything. It's just kind of a hard jump back into it. Um, definitely in future and 
future years where I kind of know how the games roll and what the season does and everything. Um, we'll definitely look forward to doing that. I'd love to compete at Rogue. It looks so unique and so different. And uh, in the past, I've done TFX, which is our Texas yeah. bigger oh. competition. Not sure what we're doing with that yet, but usually our gym takes uh quite a crew out there because it's a nice little road trip for us it's a good driving distance to get like away from the gym and have our competitors get out on a pretty competitive field so i don't know what we're doing with that just yet but that's always on the list very cool all right last question and then i'll leave you alone as uh wad zombies in the chat has he made a trading card of you yet have you got your own rebecca trading card Mm, i was asked and i gave the thumbs up (laughs) All right. Good. Good. I'll leave it at that. Card. I just I got some in the but mail. But I see today. a comment been, it, that I'm I'm looking Jack. That's always a good sign. Thank you. Yeah, that is a good sign. <laughs> I always love those compliments in the in the CrossFit space. You know, to the CrossFit females. Oh, you're looking you're looking beefy, and the girls like, thank you. Thank so, you. So nice of you. Along those lines, and since we got off the topic of nutrition someone right after semifinals and i think it's just the stress of the weekend and just the intensity you put out it probably did happen but someone came up to me and they're like you're looking smaller you're looking lean and i go no i was like don't tell me that don't tell me that i'm trying to put on weight you're like screw it's like the opposite of the compliments that we all like yeah yeah, typically you think that we would want like oh my god you look so skinny like oh god do i no someone give me a cheeseburger i did a workout i did a workout over the weekend with two women and they're both super fit and really strong and we were doing sandbag work and it was sandbag cleans and lunges and carries and when it was over i'm looking at their sandbags and i'm like hey could you guys please tell me both your bags are lighter than the one i was using and they both just were like Mm-mm. I'm like, oh, I'm so emasculated now. I've got to get You're supposed to just pretend. You're supposed to say it's lighter. Yes, make me feel good about myself. Now I'm going home feeling bad. It's not fun. It's good, John. You just got you got some goals. You got women to look up to. That's all. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely not stronger than a games woman. There's no doubt about that. No, no doubt about it. Well, Rebecca, thank you for joining us. Yeah, this was so fun. It was a blast, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Always fun. You guys are awesome. Thank you for having me. Hey, any any time we are uh, we're looking forward to seeing what happens with you this year. And if there's anything we can do, you know, let us know. We're always happy to have you on. Oh, we'll do. Yeah. All right, Nikki. Nice to see you all moved in. By the way, we didn't even talk about your house. We'll do that on the next episode. But let's yeah, I'm, I'm like 25 percent moved in. We'll talk about it. Well, it's, it's not big piles of clothes <laughs> behind you, which is a big, uh, which is a big improvement. So. That's you. Just wait until I move into my office podcast studio someday. Someday, I, I love it so much. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. Great seeing you. For everyone listening, uh, we got a lot of big shows coming up. Actually, I should talk about that before we just exit off of this. I have okay, a whole let's list. Let's do that. Let's yes. do that real quick. We have uh, coming up. Uh, Thursday, is it Thursday the 6th? Whatever day that is. Pat Bellner. Then we have Amy Everett, who I'm super excited. Do you, Rebecca, do you know Amy? Do you know who Amy is? If I you don't, don't you, need, you need to watch. So. Amy Everett is okay. the new uh, Olympic lifting coach for Hard Work Pays Off, but she's um, she's also the coach for Maddie Rogers, who is mm-hmm. a world-class. Oh, that's how I know the name. Yes. Yeah, she is Obsessed so sweet and such a great coach. 
uh, on the eighth, Haley Adams. We've got Paul Tremblay coming on on the 13th. Paul is an affiliate lead, two times games uh, competitor, and does a bunch of other stuff across the Demo team extraordinaire. Demo team. We got Tim Paulson on the 15th. Uh, actually, I just booked Fee Sagavi for the 14th. Yay! Uh, love Fee. Spencer Pancheck on the 21st. Uh, I'm getting them out of order now. Freya, is it Moose Burger? Is that Freya? Yeah. She's on the 20th. Uh, Emily Roth on the 22nd and Griffin Raleigh on, I want to say the 27th and Michelle, uh, Bassanet, is that how you pronounce it? On the 29th. we got a lot Bassanet, of people yeah. coming in. Yay! A lot of people coming in. So <laughs> what a lineup. You know what? what it's nice lineup. because everyone sort of took a break after games and, you know, we want to give you guys time, respect that you need a break from everything. But now that everyone's sort of like getting back into the swing of things, it's going to be really fun to have everyone on to, yeah, reflect on their experience, but also like look ahead yeah. at what's coming down the pipeline and also like life outside of just working out. Like I just, I love to hear from everyone, even folks that we've had on the show before about like what what's going on in their lives. That's really important to us. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. stuff. Good All stuff. Right. Well, it's great seeing you guys. For everyone listening, appreciate you guys joining and get subscribed so you can uh, check out the guests we have coming up this September. And we will chat with you guys soon.